right. Welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Burke. And as you know, today we have on a very special guest. Uh, we've got Joshua, who is a, a close friend to Madeline. And if you're not tracking, we've talked about this on the podcast a few times already, that Madeline was murdered. And uh, there's just a lot of information floating out there. I'm not sure what's right. I'm not sure what's wrong, but we're going to get to the bottom of it right here and at least get one side of the story that needs to get out there because I, again, well, first of all, before we get into it, I want to say thank you for coming on the show and being here with us, Josh. I know that you're currently traveling back from the funeral and you're on the road on the phone right now. So can you hear me? Yes, sir, I can. And I just want to say thank you for having me. It really means a lot. Absolutely. So start us from the beginning then, Josh. Tell us what is actually going on, what is happening um, as far as uh, if, if you feel like you can. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, of course, it, it hurts to talk about. But at the same time, I feel like her, her side of the story does need to be heard mm-hmm. uh, because and, and I understand a lot of a lot of you and your followers are, are close friends with Zach. And I know how I would feel if my own brother did something like that. So I, I can understand where everybody's coming from. That's kind of what I want to do is just to clear the air and, and let everybody hear it from the source, hear it from the, the one who's behind everything saying this is yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So this is me to everybody saying, you know, on the day of July 12th, me and Blake were currently at work. Me and Blake, we work together. We're in the same platoon. Mm-hmm. And we're at work, and he receives a phone call from – from Madeline's uh, job saying that she has not came to work today asked her where she's at. So at that point I told Blake, well, go ahead and go let them in her apartment so they can, you know, go do a wellness check. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever they get there, they see Madeline is not there, but her phone is there. So now everyone's freaking out. So now yeah, I need odd. work. Exactly. Like, and that's not, not like her. So I drive to Madeline's uh, apartment. And that's whenever we heard that, you know, Zach Scaff was found in the nine-line parking lot. And instantly right there, we both looked at each other and was like, you know, that can only mean one thing. Yeah. So we happened to find some messages on her phone of them back and forth, just like, you know, they reported. Like, we saw that. So at that point, once the cops left, we realized that, you know, we have to go find her. Yeah. We thought, you know, maybe, and at, at one point we thought maybe it was just her, you know, maybe she found out about Zach doing that and she was just upset about it. And so she wanted to go to the beach or something. We didn't know. Right. But then uh, we we did find her and she had obviously, it was clearly you could tell she had been gone for quite some time. As far as like uh, having been, been murdered for a while is what you're, you're describing? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, correct. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and then, you know, so there was the video that Zach posted and that's, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I saw that video too, not to cut you off, but I feel it because a, a lot of us out there, um, when we, we heard that Zach died, we heard he killed himself. So we thought it was one of those 22 a day veteran suicides. And I saw the video as well. And I was like, Oh, this is a goodbye video. And because he said, you know, we do things to hurt people. We can't come back from yeah, and it's, I get it. But none of us knew that he'd murdered Madeline prior to that. Nobody even knew about that. So that's why right. I feel like that definitely takes a major role. And so it's like, why aren't people speaking out about this? It's like, because nobody knew. Right. And whenever I saw that video, I did make a comment on there and a lot of people happened to see it. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, people started reaching out to me and asking questions. Of course it is. And it still is an ongoing investigation. So yeah. there's certain details that, you know, we can't talk about. Exactly. However, uh, the stuff that I can, I would like to get out there. Absolutely. And the so platform I, is yours. 
Exactly. And so like I, you know, I, I did make a comment anybody who, who had a question, anybody who wanted to talk, I was there to talk because again, we wanted her story to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, everyone's big question is why isn't it on the news? Well, to be honest, the news didn't even show up, yeah. uh, you know, for the mer- to the scene. Yeah. They oh, they didn't show up at all. They were never there. Oh, okay. So, you know, that's the biggest question everybody has is, well, it's not on the news, so it can't be true. Well, they, you know, honestly, they were never there. So now again, I'm going to ask you some questions here and I need you to be honest with me because I am, this is me just going into independent journalist mode. You, this was in Savannah, Georgia, correct? Uh, yes. Did she still work for nine line? No, no. Zach didn't either though, right? Correct. Okay. And Zach, this, this would happen in Savannah. Zach hadn't worked for nine line for over a year, correct? Correct. Okay. Do you think there's any possibility that Nine Light had any involvement as far as like keeping this hush hush. Uh, so everyone wants to talk about that piece too. Yeah. So the, the and don't let me don't let, don't let me throw you out of um, sync. No. You talk about what you want. I'm just hitting you with no. some questions here because I'm curious. No, that's fine. And like I said, the biggest thing I want to do is just get the truth out there. That's all it is. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm just going to tell the truth. And so whenever sure. you know, whenever we were looking for Madeline. Mm-hmm. We stopped by Nine Line, mm-hmm. and this is the issue that we had. Is, you know, we stopped by Nine Line. Mm-hmm. We tried to talk to them because we're trying to find our sister, right? right? Or, or his fiance. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever we stopped there and we tried to talk to them, they would not talk to us. They wouldn't say anything. Can you describe you know, me they, what actually happened, please? Uh, so we if you can, in. yeah, absolutely. We walked in, talked to the lady at the front desk, and we we asked, like, uh, "Do you know Madeline? Have you seen her?" They're like, "We don't know who you're talking about." Like, well, we heard about what happened. She's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And then we had to be blunt with her, say, hey, we know about the suicide. Right. And we, there's, a, there's a girl missing right now. That's whenever she went and grabbed a manager from upstairs. Mm-hmm. She came down mm-hmm. and pulled us into a, a changing room mm-hmm. so that we could speak privately. The manager did? Yeah, it was some type of manager. I don't know who she is. I don't know her name. Mm. I don't know any of that. Um, of course, it's in the heat of the moment. So I, I asked. Right. You know, have you have you heard from Madeline? Have you seen from Madeline? She's like, I don't know Madeline. Madeline has worked here. Everybody knows Madeline. And let me let me let me pause it, real quick there because this I feel like this flows into it. Number one, they had already discovered Zach's body in the parking lot, though, correct? Correct. So this happened yeah. after. Okay. And then second question correct. is, how long had it been since Madeline had worked there? Oh, uh, roughly about a year and a half to two years. Okay. Okay. So, Just clear. All right. Keep going. Yep. I, I will. Uh, that's what I said. Maybe she didn't. However, gotcha. Uh, when, whenever we were, we said, "Hey, we're just trying to find anything we can to try and help, or to try and find Madeline." So, is there anything that you can do to help us try and find Madeline? And we were like, "We heard about what happened earlier." She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Nothing happened earlier." And we're like, "No, listen, we know about Zach. Like, right. we know they had a relationship. So, if if she's missing and he, you know, killed himself, then." It, it was a big possibility that there, there was foul play here. Right. And she was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, there's nothing that I can do for you. And we're like, you know what, then this is just, there, there's nothing for us here. And right. so we decided to. So, all, so that's, you, that's, you spoke to a manager and that was it. And they said, there's nothing we can do for you here. Had the investigation yeah. already been launched by then? Or can you give me the time frame of like, did this happen? Y'all went in there the day they found Zach's body? Or was this like a day or two after? 
It was the day because we found Madeline. The oh, okay. This is before we. This is before we even found Madeline. We're trying to find her actively. No, I'm talking about Zach's body. Had they already? Uh, yes. had it, it was. It was the same day they discovered it. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Just curious. Madeline, okay. Madeline and Zach were found on the on the on the same exact day. Oh, okay. Wasn't aware of that. Okay. Thank you for that. Yes. So they yes. had found Zach's body. You were then y'all were informed of this, and then you needed to go out and search for Madeline. You went to Nine Line HQ. They said we don't know anything what's going on. And that same day, though, y'all also found Madeline. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you and her fiance actually found her. Yes, sir. That is correct. Okay. Where did y'all find her at? If you don't mind me asking. We found her in the parking lot of the DoubleTree Hotel. Okay. And she had been she'd been murdered. Yes, sir. Okay. What happened from there? Uh, so from there, as soon as, you know, we pull up, we see the car, um, I run out, I go over there. Once I saw, uh, once I found her, that's when I told Blake to just call 911. And that's, I just knew at that point it was, it was over for her. And, yeah. you know, we tried to, of course, instinct kicked in. Yeah. I tried to revive yeah. her, even though knowing it's nothing was gonna, going to happen, but yeah. It, it, yeah, it was, it was sad. So y'all called the cops, and I assume the cops arrived? Uh, yes, sir. The cops showed up. They came, um, and that's whenever they started the investigation process. They, you know, of course, they questioned us and did all that. Yeah. And, that, and that's whenever the investigation took place. Have you, and currently the investigation is still ongoing, have uh, have the cops said anything as to, do you think, and I'm applying to, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here for the sake of, like, accurate journalism but do you think the cops have essentially told nine line not to make any comments or anything like that due to the investigation after the fact uh, i honestly have no idea okay I, I couldn't tell you anything like that okay I'm, I'm not a cop so i don't know how those situations go yeah yeah uh, so i honestly have no idea gotcha and the investigation is still ongoing though correct Yes, that is, that is correct. Okay. And that is, again, another reason why we don't put out certain details because we don't want to interfere with the investigation itself. No, fair enough. I totally understand that. That's why a lot of the stuff, for me, it's kind of like, you know, without getting to the drama that I, I know you know about, it's that we're getting mm-hmm. different pieces from various different sources, and I don't feel like anybody really knows what the truth of the matter is. So it's good that you come on here and give your side of the story to we at least have something <laughs> to grow off of and saying, like, this is what they saw this is what happened. I am going to reach out to Nine Line later because I know the owners and see if they'd be willing to come on the show and make a statement as to why they didn't offer any help or just the reasonings. By I just want to know. I want to get it from their side of the story so we can at least give them the chance to, I don't know, clear the air. I'm not sure because I feel like they definitely owe the veteran community an explanation as to why y'all were kind of rebuffed. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Definitely. What else? Because you said there were some other things that you wanted to clear the air about in regards to uh, the situation. Yeah, definitely. So, like, everyone and, and, you know, what I want everybody to remember is everyone has this persona when they're in front of their friends, their family. But just remember, everybody has skeletons in their closet and they're totally different people behind closed doors. You know, Zach may have been that good person on the outside and he he tried to do good things, but he was not the best uh He's not the best partner to say, and, and yeah. uh, I also bring this up because I want to bring awareness to this. So, I mean, if anybody who's been following, this isn't the only case in the past two weeks. There's been four other cases of domestic violence and abuse. Yeah, another one in the state of Georgia as well. Yep. Literally a few days after. So, mm-hmm. this is something that I feel like we all need to 
to realize and be able to catch because there there was certain things that Zach would say and do to Madeline that even I knew about. And now I look back and I'm like, I could have done something and I didn't. Can you give me examples of that? Because for those that don't know really what to look for, what would you suggest in regards to some of these red flags, some of these indicators? No, just, uh, you know, number one, stalkerish uh, tendencies. He would show up at our house whenever um, uh, aggressively, right? You know, he would show up aggressively and tell her that they're going to talk, they're going to do this. And then the way he would talk down on her, call her out of her name, like Mm. not so nice things, right? Like I I don't want to be rude on here about it, but like he just, the way he would talk down to her, it was not a a normal argument it was very aggressively right it was it was one of those demeaning things to listen to. yeah very demeaning okay like it was it, he, he he was good with his words and he knew how to how to use them to manipulate her mm-hmm. and so if if all of us as a community mm-hmm. can police each other up because I wouldn't say nothing to him. I'll be honest. I didn't. She was like, no, don't, don't get involved. So I didn't. Yeah. You know, you can't blame yourself for that. And I'm not justifying Well, please don't take it that way. But it's kind of like, because those are the situations to where sometimes if you do get involved, you exacerbate it. And that's the problem. It's kind of like, because it's kind of like, it'd be like if I had a sister and her and she's dating this dude and I find out like he's putting hands on her, he's demeaning her. And then I want to get involved. Like, dude, you do that again. I'm going to beat your ass. He's going to take it out on her. Exactly. And that's, I get it. Like, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. That's a very difficult situation to be in. So you definitely have my sympathies on that. I appreciate that. So yeah, that that's the biggest things that I, I wanted to get out there is, you know, her story and the, and the fact that they're now that, now that I'm seeing it, now that it's happened to somebody I love, I'm actually seeing it happening a lot more often than what I realized. And yeah. so to me, that's a problem. Like we actually have a problem at hand mm-hmm. and I had seen, like, I had known Zach from, um, God, I, I'd known Nine Lines since 2015 when I used to be stationed at uh, Fort Stewart. And so I had talked to them a few times. We were going to possibly do some dealings together as far as modeling and things like that. And that's where I first met Zach. And how you talked about how people present themselves one way in front of their friends and family is 100% truthful because that's how Zach was to me. When I found out he'd murdered Madeline, I was like, What? I was like, that just did not seem like him. But then again, how much do you really know a person? What we post on social media is what we want people to see. We don't really show the tendencies or idiosyncrasies or the dark things because then people would judge us for it. So I definitely want to say that when I made the post, and I didn't take the post down either because I felt like with the beef and drama I have with the person that shall not be named, it's that if I took that post down, they would look at that as a sign of like John's trying to cover up. Like I made a tribute post to Zach at the time because like I said, nobody knew what he did. We just thought that he succumbed to his demons and killed himself. And you know, I wrote a little thing saying I barely knew the guy. We were acquaintances. We grew up in the same hometown, military, all stuff like that. And it sucks to see that. And then hearing about what happened with Madeline, it's like... When I first found out, I was like, man, I, again, we got to let all the facts come out. Let's let the investigation happen. Let's see what the actual truth of the matter is. Because what I don't want to do is demonize any single person or any single company and start blaming them and saying, this is on you. And then come to find out, oh, well, they weren't involved. And I'm not saying this is or isn't. It's just what could possibly happen, as I've seen done many times in the past. And that's my position (laughs) to where it's like, I want to get both sides of the story. And ultimately, the facts and the truth need to come to fruition. or They need to come forward before everything else. And that's why I appreciate you coming on the show today and telling us what y'all's experiences were yeah definitely not like i said i'm glad i'm glad you gave me the opportunity to come on here 
Yeah, uh, absolutely. You said before you started noticing now that you've seen this altercation occur, this murder happen. But now you said you've kind of seen with different eyes how often these types of uh, behaviors are exhibited by people. Can you give me examples of what you're seeing now that maybe other people could see as well and say, like, look, this needs to be addressed? Uh, well, what I mean by that specifically is the fact that if you pull up the news now, mm-hmm. there's there, there's four cases. There's the Marine down in Hawaii. There's the yeah. the, uh, the sailor. And then there's the other uh, soldier that was at Stewart. So. Yeah. All of this happened in a two-week span, yeah. but I don't think I would have realized it if it wasn't, you know, me going through it personally with Madeline. It would have just been another news article that maybe I just skipped over. Mm-hmm. And now that now that I'm seeing it, now that I feel attached to it, I'm actually seeing that that it's it's a reoccurring. It's actually a, a problem, right? So, yeah. And then whenever it made me sit down and think that, you know, it exactly showing these signs that we ignored. I can almost guarantee these other these other individuals as well were also showing signs that people also ignored. And if that's the case, then then where do we where do we intervene at? Where do we know when to intervene at? How do we know when enough is enough? Because I'll be honest with you, I never thought Zach would would be able to take it this far. Exactly. I don't think anybody would, honestly. I'm not talking about him in general, but like you, you said, you seem like you've got a good judge of character, I'd assume. So you're also not an idiot. So it's kind of like, that's the thing of like, when do we know when that we should step in versus, you know, because every single time in the aftermath, it's always like, he just didn't seem the type. He just didn't seem the type when it comes to suicide or murder. And then just like something snaps. Like, I I don't know. It's kind of like, and the reason I say this is like, when I see like a couple arguing, it's like, well, then what is the indicator? It's like, wait, this is about to get violent versus they're just having an argument and you know I, I, it's very confusing yeah exactly and and you know what that that's kind of where i'm at too it's like where should i, I yeah. where should i join the line where are these other people where where, where do you step in and that's kind of why i want to raise this awareness at this point because mm-hmm. i feel like we, we see the signs and we're just not aware that we see the signs yeah because because we don't know like you said we 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 see these people, but we never think they'll take it that far. Well, maybe yeah. we should some find a way to intervene before they can take it that far. I, I didn't um, get asked a question, so I, I didn't know the truth on this. Was Madeline pregnant? Yes. Yes, she was. Um, Jesus. That's horrible to hear. She was found in the, the hotel parking lot, and clearly she had met up with Zach, but they weren't together, though, right? No, no, they were not. They were not together. They they had already been separated for quite some time, and she was already seeing somebody else, uh, happily engaged and, and pregnant. Jesus, and, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. Thank you. Was there any indicators and why she met up with him? Like, did he have like something like black? Well, like, why would she meet up with him again? Uh, and was he threatening her? No. Uh, not necessarily, not that I know of, mm-hmm. but so the thing about Madeline is she has the biggest heart of anybody I've ever met. Right. She does not care if you've done her dirty. She does not care how you've ever treated her. Right. She is the, she is the thing of she'll give her shirt off her back for anybody. She doesn't care who you are. And so, you know, I have my opinions as far as why she met up with him. Maybe she thought he was in pain yeah. and he needed help. Mm-hmm. Because that's who she is. She doesn't care that he's done, he's done her wrong so many times. She's still going to make sure that he can find help. Right. She's still going to make sure that he's okay. 
And mm. so you think maybe, and I'm just, I'm, I'm spec. Do you think maybe he lured her back in there with the whole, I'm going through a bad time, need somebody to talk to maybe trying to reconnect with her. And then do you think maybe that was it? Uh, maybe okay. it, it can be. I think, I think it's a possibility, but I think there's quite a few possibilities. Yeah. True. You know? Yeah. But definitely. I, I do think that that, that plays a, a vital part. I am so sorry to hear that she was pregnant. I didn't know if that was speculation or truth. I can't even imagine what her fiance is going through right now. Like my, my heart really goes out to y'all. That's just horrific to hear. Thank you. I appreciate that. He's, he's taking it. He's taking it in. It's rough for him. Is he doing okay? He, he's, he's making it. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of just been inseparable for the past few weeks, yeah. uh, checking for one another, but that's another thing. Uh, just a lot of people to hear that some of the things that they say about it and you know, it's, it's, it's not such nice things. You know, we could all take words, but whenever it's you, it's kind of different. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the truth. It's, it's just, a, it's a horrific situation. And the first thing I can think about, like I'd had a conversation with a friend of mine, uh, like two or three days ago when we talked about, we talked about establishing boundaries with exes that when an ex is out of your life, for me, it's like you block, move on, no more contact, no more connection, because I feel like sometimes people will try and re-enter your life from a sake of loneliness or whatever the case may be. But it's like if you've given it the opportunity to work and it didn't, you need to just let it go and move on. And I, I just wonder how many times people in general will try and reestablish relationships for the sake of loneliness or the sake of not doing good mentally and they need someone. Um, and I can understand why boundaries can protect us sometimes, you know, emotionally and things like that. And it just it feels like in my and this is just me just letting my mind out because I've seen this many times as far as people trying to reenter our past loved ones lives for that sake. And I'm, I'm really hoping that, uh, it just, it just doesn't happen anymore. And I know it will. It's just a horrible situation to be in, and especially when somebody manipulates emotions to get back into their life. And then something like this could possibly happen to someone like Madeline. It's just, it's disgusting to see in here. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's the thing is like, yeah, she tried to, she was finally happy, tried to move on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was that, I mean, I know what Zach saw in her. So yeah. he, he would do anything he could to just try to rekindle whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And she, she didn't want it. She was happy where she was at now. And she was a veteran herself, correct? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. She served. She was a combat medic. Combat medic. No kidding. Was she, I saw she had the, the uh, Indian patch. Was she in Korea? She did do one year in Korea where actually she uh, she received her spurs. She was the only female, and I think if I'm not mistaken, one of the first females to do it there. But definitely for uh, you know uh, who spur ride spur ride. She was the only only female in that entire spur ride. Describe the spur ride for the listeners because we have a lot of veterans that aren't even that don't know what a spur ride is. Oh yeah, so in like cat, well mostly for uh, calf scouts, the MOS calf scout, and then. Uh, uh, CAV units, they'll, they'll go through, um, depending on the unit, either a day, two days of rigorous skill level one tasks, you know, putting radios together, mm-hmm. shooting your M4, while at the same time doing a really long work march, sometimes up to 26 miles. So, mm-hmm. and every so often you have to stop to do these tasks. And, you know, it's um, in the midst of all that, you're, you know, you're what they used to call getting smoked or, you know, just, um, training at this point as we call it now right so <laughs> yeah, i know you, what you mean i know what you mean <laughs> you can't you even know, touch people anymore yeah yeah you do push-ups air squats you know all that stuff yeah like, trying to learn this song on the fly yeah you know 
it is rigorous. Like it, it's one of those things where it's, it's mental toughness over physical toughness. And mm-hmm. as long as you don't quit, you can do it. And mm-hmm. she, that was her motto. Never she quit. It. And so she, she made it. That's awesome. Did not know that about her. How long did she serve for? Uh, three years. She did her initial contract. Mm-hmm. And she got her spurs. Dang, that's the equivalent of that is the expert infantryman's badge, the EIB. It took me years to get that damn thing. So if she got her spurs yeah. in like one go. It's like that makes me feel really stupid. <laughs> Good for her. I'm just saying yeah, it's like that's that's rare. It's rare that on the first time you're going to get yep. something like that because it's normally and those skill level one tasks can get complicated. Like they can get really complicated. And for people that don't know you, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you get like you get one test on it and you get one retest. If you fail that, you're out completely. Like it's a process yeah. of elimination. I think you can only get like a total of yep. for the EIB. It's like two no goes. And you get a third no go, mm-hmm. you're out. Or you double no go on one station, you're out. You're out exactly. Okay, so a little bit different. Okay, Spur ride is a little different. However, it is it is one of those where it's a little it's a lot it's a lot more mental toughness. Like you okay. go you go do your one weapons lane, and then you get a break, and you get to think about it. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Spur ride is constant movement. You're if okay. you're not if oh, you're so not it's working, nonstop. You're doing pushups. Yeah, it's nonstop. Oh, okay. Wasn't aware of that. Okay, because I know it's the medics have the EFMB. And infantry has the EIB. I know the Cavs have the spur ride. Okay, I wasn't sure about that one. Yep, yep, yep. It's it's a little different, but it is still it's very rigorous. It's mm-hmm. not it's not a, it's not a walk in the park. I can tell you that. Right. So she got her spurs. She was in Korea. Um, she had worked at Nine Line. What was she What was she doing? Like her and her fiance. What were they doing together? Like uh, what was the uh, the plan? Uh, the plan was to move forward. They were getting ready to. They were looking at houses. Mm-hmm. They were going to. Uh, uh, possibly take that next step. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that really, but they, yeah, they were ready to just move on with their lives together. Mm-hmm. They were happy. Never seen either one of them as happy as they were. So sorry to hear that. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add to what you've already stated that maybe we didn't cover or any questions or anything like that that you want the public to know or any way they can support uh, really, like I said, just please, please be aware whenever you start to see, if you see these signs of domestic violence or domestic abuse or just, you know, understand. And I agree with what you said, you know, it's not the best case may not be, you know, direct approach. So maybe a third party, mm-hmm. you know, go talk to somebody, you know, pull them off to the side, say, how can we handle this together? But definitely be involved and, and try and get people out of bad situations so that way it doesn't escalate. Fully agree. I want to say thank you for coming on the show today. I'll have this uploaded within 20 to 30 minutes, have it posted. I'll also DM me the link to it so you can get the message out there. Uh, the audience, normally we get about a month, we get about 400,000 downloads. So you have about 400,000 people out there hearing the message, seeing or, you know, getting a firsthand account from you of what's going on here. And um, I hope it does some good out there, man. At least her, her death can hopefully bring some more shed some more light on domestic abuse, domestic violence, things to look for, you know, don't, uh, Boundaries, no boundaries, things such as that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you. Thank no, you for coming no, on the I show today, it. man. Thank you for having me and, and keeping it strictly about keeping it about her. Like that, that means the most. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other stuff will sort itself out. But for this, it's like this is the crux. This is the, the important stuff. And like I said, I am condolences to you, to her fiance, to her family. Um, these are the things that, you know, it, we become, become kind of immune to it because we see so much of this in the veteran community. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, that it's kind of like when you buy a certain kind of car in a certain color, 
once you've done that, you start to see that car everywhere when before you never really cared to look uh, because it didn't really concern you. And then when you get your eyes open, it's like, Jesus, this stuff is everywhere. Like this is legitimately, legitimately ever, especially active duty. Like, good Lord. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You hit it on the head. Yeah. My brother, again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on and sharing her story. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. Be safe. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that is her story. Uh, we appreciate y'all tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Share the story. Um, you can reach out uh, as far as supporting her family. Uh, I appreciate Josh DMing me and telling me about this and getting some more eyes on this. And man, I can't tell you boundaries. Um, it's just sad to see because she sounded like she was just, you know, there to listen, there to be a, uh, a shoulder to cry on. Like, who knows? And like I said, how well do you really know a person? I didn't know Zach that well. Didn't know he was going through a lot of that stuff, how he treated people. I just, you just don't know. But it sucks. This is a horrible situation no matter how you look at it. But, you know, we'll hopefully let the investigation come out. The truth will be made known. But regardless, you know, she's gone. And it just is what it is. So, again, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to the show today. Thank you for Josh, Josh for coming on, talking about this getting more um, exposure to this and getting her story out there. So we appreciate y'all tuning in and listening. Once again, this is John Burke, the All-American Savage Show podcast. Thanks for watching.